Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reps Podcast. We're so excited to have you back. I'm Charlie. And I'm Julia. And we are so excited to have you back for episode two. But before we get started, we want to say thank you so much for all the support in the comments and the reviews left on our social media pages and Apple Podcasts because that really just helps this podcast grow and helps get our information out there. We really were not expecting all the support and love that we got from everyone, uh, but everyone who did reach out to us, it really meant the world to us, so thank you. Yes, and before we get started, I do want to remind everyone that this is available on YouTube as well if you would rather watch it instead of just listen. Now, to get started on today's episode topic, we are going to be talking about athletic identity, and this is a topic that affects all athletes despite age, gender, competitiveness, and it is involved in the spectrum of all sports. Yeah. Athletic identity is something that has affected both Julie and I since finishing our sports and it's a topic that we think is very important to bring up and talk about on our podcast. We want to talk about what it is, how it affects people, why you even form an athletic identity, and at the end we want to help you guys get through it in tips and tricks and other things that we have learned and learned from others that help you redefine your athletic identity. So to start off, your athletic identity is obviously, or not obviously, the degree to which an athlete identifies within an athlete role. It can impact your self-definition, the pursuit and engagement in sport, and the importance you attach your sport and meaning to your life. So if you're attaching it really strongly to yourself or if you um, have never really had other hobbies besides this, your athletic identity is going to be much stronger. And other factors that affect your athletic identity and make it difficult to find a new identity include those such as playing at a higher level competition, um, the degree to which sporting career or your goals have been achieved, and the extent to which retirement is planned or voluntary. Also, at what age you retire as an athlete. So these are all things that can affect how closely you relate your athletic identity to yourself. And it is important to talk about this because when you are transitioning from your athletic identity into something else, anxiety rates are shown to be the highest within the first few months of going through this transition, which then is accompanied by depressive feelings and can have other tolls on your mental health, such as your sleeping and how you're eating and other things like this. We first want to talk about how you even form an athletic identity and why Julie and I have an athletic identity and why it's so strongly associated with us to this day. To start off, we both have been playing sports since we were about age five. So this entire time you're playing all these sports and this sport is just being added on to your athletic identity. Since I also played in Division One sp- college, you train up to 40 hours a week just in your sport so all this time you're just adding on to how you get this athletic identity you're continuously walking around in your athletic gear you're continuously just working out or other things like that and this is because it's a social construct conferred on yourself by family peers teammates and coaches okay so what we mean by that is as you're growing up and when you're in sports There's a stigma that's attached to me being a volleyball player. There's a stigma attached to Charlie being a soccer player. So as we're growing up, we are playing these sports, and now we are choosing to pick these sports and play these sports over going to social functions or family functions, such as Thanksgiving, hanging out with our friends, school dances. So because that we are choosing to be an athlete, 
over these other things, family, friends, they now just associate you as a volleyball player, a basketball player, a volleyball player. So now that becomes such a sole part of your identity. You're just carrying through that with all the years that you're playing your sport. Yeah. And while you're playing all these sports and throughout these years, you put so much effort into the sport. It's almost difficult to form an identity around other activities or hobbies, which then also hinders your establishment of an alternative self-identity. So this whole time you're playing, it just keeps adding on. For example, I when I went to college, I even would walk around in my sport gear and I would go to class and I would walk in and automatically my professors and teachers would just automatically assume I'm just a soccer player. There's nothing more to me deeper. There's nothing deeper to me than just a soccer player, but there is so much more than me. Just because I'm walking into your class with my athletic gear doesn't mean I'm solely there to play the sport, but these little things add on to your athletic identity. Even when you're walking around campus, you're normally just hanging out with athletes or you normally only hang out with athletes. And for me, I even remember in college, I would want to be known as a soccer player and be known as a good player and someone who works hard and someone who brings more things to the team. Like, if you're playing the sport, you almost want to be identified as that player, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, this is your time to thrive in college, like, to go play your sport. Like, you earned that position. But at the same time, when you're done... This is why there's such a difficult transition and there's a marked decline in mental health and life satisfaction when you're done with this career because your whole time you're just being associated with this one sport. There's a status that comes along with playing a sport at any level. At any level, there's a status involved. Once you graduate and are done playing, it's kind of like your that status is removed because now going into the corporate world, whatever your job may be, you're not, oh, I'm Julia, I'm the volleyball player. You're just Julia. So you get knocked off that status and you don't have that status. So I think that plays a really big part in our mental health once we are done playing our sport. There's even evidence suggesting that when you lose this identity, it almost undermines athletes' sense of control and meaning in life. Like you were saying, like you have been playing this whole time for your sport and you're known for the sport. Even, I mean, in high school, I was known for playing soccer. And even in my town, even though it's like kind of small, kind of medium, not sure the size, I'm known as the soccer player. And what you don't realize until Julie and I just started researching, researching this is every time someone comes up to you and talks about it when you're done playing, and if you still like are having a difficult time with transition, all this time you're being mentioned as the player, it just keeps adding on and stacking on top. Like, even small things such as your parents maybe introducing you as a soccer player or as the Division One athlete, when you're done and you're struggling with the sport, it can be very difficult to be like, oh my gosh, like, what else am I actually good at? Like, what else do can I identify myself as? And when we... When you get to a certain level of playing your sport, so for anyone who's played in college, they can relate that your sport becomes your job. You're practicing and playing 40 hours a week. So now that all of your friends who aren't playing a sport, they have 40 hours extra in their week to do everything else that they want to do. They have time to try new things. They have time to meet people outside and meet people in different social groups. So when we're done graduating, we... We kind of have a setback because we haven't had the time to try different things, figure out who we are outside of the sport because the sport is all we know and that's all that we've had time for. Exactly. And then also to add on, the time at which most 
most college athletes are graduating, as Julia was just saying, the typical a- the typical college student didn't have to do all these things. And now that they're graduating, they don't have to find a brand new identity. They went to school and they knew like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Oh, or I'm going to be a teacher. Like this identity is already kind of forming. But when you're in school playing a sport, you have to be selfish with your sport and you don't get to experience these other hobbies and other activities. And then So when you're graduating, this is when other peers are solidifying their identity development and establishing intimacy and finding jobs. But if you're an athlete, this is also when you need to find a new identity and when you need to find new hobbies and maybe join new social groups in a time where you're really unsure of your identity. I mean, I'm still struggling with finding out what else I like to do besides just playing soccer or how else I could identify myself. And we're not saying that sports has hindered us in a lot of ways because sports has helped us in so many more ways than we think. Sports has given us really great foundation of soft skills that we can take with us whatever we do in the next chapter of our life. Playing a sport teaches you hard work. It teaches you responsibility. It teaches you time management, being a leader, all of these soft skills that you can take on later on in your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is really important when you are finding this new identity, which Julie and I are going to be touching on now, that you do take these soft skills and hard skills that you've learned into your new identity. Like, you could be a hard worker on the field and be known as the soccer player. That's a hard worker, which sometimes I'm known as. But now, like, maybe I can look in upon myself and see that I could be a hard worker for other hobbies or for other activities. Like, hardworking does not have to be attached to a soccer player. Like, these characteristics that you have formed and you have identified yourself with under athletic identity can be associated with something else. Now that you're done playing a sport, now is you. now you have all the time in the world to do the things that you weren't able to do while you were playing a sport. But now you also have the freedom and the time to do things that you wouldn't normally do. It's a chance to step out of your comfort zone, try different sports, try different hobbies, experiment. This is the time to do it and get out of your comfort zone. I totally agree. That's kind of what my transition period is like right now, trying to figure out what else I like. And when I was looking up stuff about athletic identity, I saw a really good just like kind of way of thinking of it is that this is an opportunity where a door's closing and a new one is opening and you get to figure out what else you're good at, like Julie was saying. But it is really important when you are finding this new identity to stop, think about it and not just find one true self and just one identity. As I was saying, you are so much more than just this soccer player. So when or this basketball player, this volleyball player, or this softball player. Like, when you are done with this, just know that you don't automatically have to go into one little category. Like, now that, whatever, if I'm done playing soccer or not, I don't need to just be this person. I could be this person and this person and this person and give all my energy into new things and new hobbies. And it's like a good transition period in which you could hold on to some things and let go of other things. Like, Maybe you don't need to be so obsessive over one thing because you're not playing a sport anymore and you could put all that energy and time and focus into something else. During this transition period, there's definitely a grieving process that goes along. Um, You kind of are grieving the loss of having the teammates, having the practice every day, the set schedule, other people pushing you. Now it's everything's just on yourself. It's on you. So allow yourself the time to kind of grieve what you will no longer have, 
but also use this time to find yourself and explore different things about yourself that you might not have known or things that you didn't know that you liked. Julie, can you maybe give us some examples of like what your grieving was like or some new hobbies you've fallen into and things you enjoy? My grieving process was, and there's some days that I'm still going through the grieving process, I spent about three months just being at a very low point, um, spending three months of just figuring out day-to-day, feeling lost, not having a purpose, not knowing why I would wake up every day because I don't have a schedule, nobody's here pushing me. I started doing a lot more journaling during this time, and Charlie knows that I love to journal. It's a really great way for me to figure out what I like, what I don't like, what I want out of my life and kind of refocus my life, and that kind of helped me get on a better trajectory. I kind of got out of my comfort zone by just trying new things, switching up. For me, the biggest thing was switching up workouts. And, you know, me and Charlie are going to talk about this, a whole episode on working out, but trying different workouts that made me excited to go to the gym. It's just, honestly, I had to push myself to get out of my comfort zone. I bet you there's a lot of other athletes out there that are still going through this process or just entering into this process. But if you are struggling with this transition, just know there are... The reason it's so difficult is, one, there's very limited resources that you can reach out to right now and help you go through this process because it's a very under-researched area. But if you are listening to this podcast as a great first step, like you are already doing better than you were yesterday if you weren't listening to this podcast. This is an opportunity where you might need to reach out to resources because you're so used to being able to just walk into your facilities and go find support there. But now there's not as many researches there and no one's there like nagging to help you like this is a time where you almost have to do it alone when the entire time your identity as a player has been with a team so now you have to find your identity without being surrounded by a team and when you're doing this it's it's essential to like find your self-identity and find it outside of the sport as we've been saying And there's several ways you could do this, such as Julia was saying, maybe finding new workouts or finding yourself through journaling, which Julia's also introduced me to, which is like a great day, great way, sorry, to find out what else I like and just kind of dig deeper into myself than just the athlete that I am. Me and Charlie can both to attest to this, but one thing that I think has helped both of us was also getting back into our sports through coaching. Coaching has given us both great ways just to be connected with the sport and there's a different sort of satisfaction that you get with coaching younger just the younger generations they really look up to you and they absorb all the information that you have it's also a great financial incentive because parents are willing to pay you some really good money to coach their children and it also gives you kind of a new social group to hang out with um all these coaches have played before and now they're still kind of on their own journeys of trying to figure out what's next but still wanting to stay around the sport and it has given me a lot of great friends along the way becoming a supporter of the sport or a mentor or a coach is just a great way to transition into a different experience with the sport instead of maybe just being a player now you get to be a coach and a mentor And this past summer, I was actually coaching a lot of kids and helping them find their new identities within the sport, which was really like a powerful experience and kind of gave me in 
new insights into the sport and made me reflect on my past experience and gave me the opportunity to help these kids find their new identity with the sport. And they also were calling me coach and calling me like an older sister, which was great because it made me realize like, wow, even though I played for all these years and I'm normally identify myself as a player, I could finally identify myself as a coach. As I was coaching, it helped me realize my new characteristics about myself and my new hobbies. And this could just be a great experience if you want to try and stay around the sport and maybe find a new love for it. Because there's so many other kids that want to keep playing. And as Julia said, you could find new a new friend group to hang out with. You could connect with the youth generation. And this could both help like your emotional and your esteem about yourself it gives you a new sense of purpose moving forward which I think when you're done playing a sport the structure around you losing that structure losing that purpose to wake up every day because you have practice lift games whatever it may be once you lose that it's very hard to self-motivate yourself it was very hard for me to self-motivate myself not having a purpose but through coaching it has re-given me a purpose it's a new purpose in life which is why it's so difficult right now is because you're kind of losing your identity which is related to your purpose which is related to your self-worth which is related to how you think about yourself which is related to all these depressive feelings and then your anxiety and all these things that just keep adding on because you're done with your sport so those are great ways that you could just kind of repurpose yourself and find your new identity also, just know that change is a good thing and you could find a new meaning to all these things such as, oh, I was elite in this. What else can I be elite in? And, oh, I can ch- channel my competitive drive into this. What else can I fuel this energy and all this support into such as coaching? And then realize again what you've gained as an athlete and use that positively. Like use everything you've gained with this athletic identity and these characteristics into something new and positive and enlightening for yourself and just be aware of like who you are as yourself because at first it's gonna be really difficult and this is something that everyone has issues with in some time in their life like you go through these transition periods where you don't know who you are but as we were saying earlier this might be more difficult for you than someone that doesn't play sports because you're losing a huge part of your identity but just realize that your self-worth is so much. You are so much more the athlete. This is something I've really been struggling with and that has made me anxious is honestly just finding out why I'm even more than an athlete because at times you could be like really depressed and be like, oh my gosh, no, I'm just an athlete. I don't know how else to survive besides playing my sport. Like this is miserable. I need to go play. But then as we're saying the things you could do, I sat down, wrote about it, but just know it's not going to be easy and be kind and gentle to yourself. And we just want to end, not end, we want to say that if you are friends and our family listening, this is one of the most difficult times for your athletes and family, you play one of the most crucial roles in this transition because your kid or the athlete is going from being with all the support 24-7 to absolutely nothing. No one has reached out to me once. No one has asked me how I'm doing after playing soccer. No one even knows that I went and played in Israel. I think that is, just adds on and makes it so much harder. But if you are the family, just know you play an extremely crucial role and you could help maybe with work opportunities or career assistance or just overall emotional support. Ask how your kid's doing. Ask him like, hey, do you need help finding new hobbies? Like maybe get them out of the house, maybe help them find something else besides the sport that they've been playing their whole life. Because you just, I mean, personally, I just want to feel cared for 
more than just being an athlete. Like I know my parents care for me so much beyond me as an athlete, but at times, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, they only think of me as an athlete. But so if you are the family listening, just be aware of that. And also athletes, if you're listening, give your parents or your support system around you, be patient with them because mental health when they were growing up was very taboo and it was not talked about how it is today. So this is uncharted territories for you as an athlete, but also them as a parents. So be patient with yourself and with them. Just know you're not alone. You could DM Julia or I. You could talk to us about anything you need because we know this is difficult. And as we said, from personal experience, we're both having difficult times with finding what else we like to do and not labeling ourselves as just this soccer player or just this volleyball player. So don't be nervous to reach out. And if you are having like anxiety or depression about this, just sit down with yourself and maybe you need to go talk to someone else, a more licensed therapist than us. And don't be scared to reach out and have someone help you because this is an extremely difficult time and almost 50% of athletes do go through this rough transition period after they're done playing sports. It is a hard transition period, but just know that it is better on the other side. And you will be better at the end of the day. Even if it's me and Charlie and a good friend of ours used to say in the UK that we are just trying to get 1% better every day. So take that with you every day. And one quote I do want to say before I forget that I found that I think encompasses the athletic identity and things you struggle with is, it is a crisis hidden beneath a facade of strength and silenced by the roar of the crowd. But I want you guys to change that and not let it be something that's hidden. I want you to be proud of yourselves and be proud of who you are and be proud of the characteristics you've gained from this athletic identity and also stand up for yourself and don't be silenced by the roar of the crowd or the roar of your family or of anyone else because you are a great athlete, you're a great person, and there's so much more to you than your sport. And again, we are here if you ever need anything. You know, our goal is to make a community. So the more you engage, the more this becomes a community. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast about athletic identity and repurposing yourself after sports. Please leave a review, write a review, leave us however many stars you think this episode deserves because we just want to, as Julie said, create a community for others to reach out and have a safe space to talk about their mental health and the things they're struggling with. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye, Charlie.